Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey Fee, and I'm your girl Sharita Three, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast. A new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because friends face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about. All the things we as women must juggle every day and the ish we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yes. Well, hey, Red, how are you? Hey, Fee, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I had a lot going on this weekend, but um, I am good and ready to get into the special episode. You know, we decided to um, start this episode because of uh, what we're calling the slap heard around the world. Yes. I don't want to approach this the way everyone else is approaching it by taking sides and, you know, I would have done this or I would have done that. We want to take the approach of the mental health side of it. You know, how is it affecting all parties? How can we learn from this? Because most people are making their opinion heard, but it's based on what they would do. So I think that's kind of saying are we really this messed up in this world that we think that it's okay to go on live TV, walk up on the stage and slap somebody because they may have hurt my feelings, mm. right? So today, yeah. Red and I have a special guest. Actually, Red is a guest too, because uh, both of these, this this young lady, Red and, and this young man, Dana, are both LPCs, licensed practice counselors. So I went to the um, professionals to, to talk to us about this situation. So I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your specialty and what you do. Dana, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Dana Davenport, I am a native of Richmond, Virginia. My practice is, is here at Richmond. I work with partly with Chesterfield Detention and the Community Services Board in Chesterfield, but I also have a private practice, um, Better Day, Better You Counseling and Consulting, that I work mainly with African-American men and also populations or people who will have a hard time finding a, a therapist who, who specializes in particular things that I specialize in. So, you know, I do a lot of consulting as well. I work with a lot of organizations that try to get men into counseling, um, particularly Black men into counseling. And I know both of you, <laughs> your class of 1990, John F. Kennedy. So this is kind of a geeked up moment for, moment for me because I get to do this with people I felt like I've known all my life. You, well, you have. <laughs> Yes, 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 we are the class of 1990 JFK, Richmond, Virginia, Cougars in the house. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, but Dana beat me to it. I'm Sharita Threed. I'm also an LPC. Um, I have an outpatient practice in Petersburg, Richmond, and Chesterfield called Three Counseling Services. So I've been licensed since about 2016, and I've had my outpatient practice since about that same time. So 
I'm excited to uh, kind of deal with not so much on the other scale that Dana does. That's awesome what you do, Dana. And it's, it's great to see a black male LPC out here doing his thing and trying to uplift our brothers in the community. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to get into the thick of this. So my first question for, and, and you guys can chime in as you wish. My first question, I saw something online the other day and it said some are calling it misguided chivalry. How do you feel about the slap hurt around the world? Was it chivalry? Was it, was he protecting his woman? I'll, I'll jump into this here. I will say in some aspects, I think he was, it was, it's almost like the old adage of you getting pumped, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. We all seen this situation come up, especially with black men. You know, you're getting punked. What are you going to do? You're expected if you don't if you don't react. You know, and and in the past he's been pretty much the you know you're too emotional, you're weak, your wife has run over you, all mm-hmm. these other things. And now, what are you going to do? And it sort of sits back, and and you have those you have those moments of where it's like. If I respond to this this way, then I'm doing this because, you know, I have to do something. Do I just sit back and do nothing? And then people will say, oh, you're doing nothing. Or on the other side of this, do I respond this way and this goes down? Yeah, you get some points, but long run, what, you know, what is the effects? Is, is it going to be detrimental going forward for you? I, I think in, you know, some people say misguided chivalry. I'm going to say emotional response to something that's been building up in that moment when my mama said, I can't take this no more. It's mm-hmm. about to go down. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we look at that. And a lot of times it doesn't matter what this, what the setting is. It's going to happen. Yes. I definitely think I uh, agree with Dana hundred percent. It was led by, emotions and I would say it's some of that chivalry also because and we all saw that Will was actually laughing and then when he turned around and looked at his wife and saw the hurt in her eyes he instantly felt like he had to protect her so it was a really quick shift in his emotions going from laughing to you know wanting to protect her to anger so it was a it was a range of emotions so I would say a little bit it was probably him trying to protect his wife. And like Dana said, Will is, you know, he's not that guy. And this was way out of character for him. And I think now he's, he's kind of seeing that and getting that with the apology and resigning from the Academy. I just feel like it, everything, the adrenaline has come down now and he has to face these consequences. And I do applaud him for being man enough and, and being mature enough to say I was wrong you know, and, and cutting out the bravado that he had, you know, to me, it was a lot of bravado as well. So I would say it was led by some of that as well. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is not the first time that Will has slapped somebody. Now, the first time I heard about, he slapped the reporter, but the reporter was trying to kiss him. <laughs> so I totally understand that one, but this is not the first time that, that he has slap somebody. Now, we brought up the apology. Do you think that that apology was a, I call it a network apology? Like, 
one of his people in his camp wrote that apology to save face. Because personally, I think that if you're sorry, you know, you call me up, you talk, we talk, we say we sorry, you don't, you don't have to put it out in the open. Now, was that for saving his character? Or do you think that he's really sorry? I think it was a combination. I think, I, I really think it was a combination. It's the PR, it's his image. Will has been known for, you know, kids and adults alike could go to a Will movie and enjoy it. And he's been that father figure, that role that, you know, appealed to the kids. So I think once he thinks about that too, and his career and him being genuinely sorry, I agree with it a hundred percent that his apology was sincere. It was led by his PR team as well. I think it was a combination. What do you think, Dana? I agree. And I was going to say that most of our apologies are twofold, you know, to to really express that moment of regret, especially given that he and Chris Rock were friends. So I I, I think it was more twofold, I think, but I think there was, there was, you know, some sincerity there because I feel like, you know, passionate people don't normally do things that are just run of the mill. Okay. This is just a cookie cutter response to this. No, I think, you know, that there was some sincerity in there, but also, and, you know, after, you know, of course we have that moment of regret after we, after something has been done and we're like, oh, I immediately regret this, immediately regret it. And he's actually made two apologies. One, the initial one and the other one as he resigned from the Academy, which was a, to me, a little bit more detail. Okay. All right, now let's get into this part. I've heard people say this, and, and, and I, I say this myself. This is probably what I would have done. Do you think Jada should have calmed him down, like grabbed him by the hand and said, hey, baby, listen, it's not worth it. We, we good. I think had she known what he was doing, absolutely. I mean, for that point, she didn't know what he was going up to the stage to do. Only Will knew. And God knew what Will was going to do. Will could have been going up there because Will is a jokester. Will is, he's a humorous guy. He could have been going up there to jokingly put him in a headlock. Don't talk about my wife kind of thing. So who knew? Even Chris Rock didn't know what to expect. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, what she would have done. If I would have known, if he walked up aggressively, then maybe. But at that point, he just hopped out of his chair and started walking on the stage. So I don't know if it was some, anything that she could have done. But mm-hmm. once he got back, she was laughing at what he, what he had done. You know, I don't know if, you know, we don't know what she said to him behind closed doors. Like, hey, babe, I, I get it, but you went too far. I'm hoping that that's what she said. But who, who knows? Well, there are people that were there that are, you know, that are doing interviews now. And they said that she didn't do anything like Denzel and those guys had to calm him down. Now, Dana, I don't know about you, but if I'm your wife and you go up there and do something like that, I'm going to be the first person saying I'm going to be the first person trying to calm you down. Nobody else is going to have to get I mean, they'll probably get up and try to help. But I'm going to be like, baby, listen, you know, I'm your wife. I should be mm-hmm. trying to help you at some point. I don't know. I just, I, 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 I don't know about that, but that's, that's, but we don't know that she didn't. 
we don't know that she didn't that's what i'm saying yeah yeah and there's a lot of those things yeah and 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 i go to this because we had this debate with my barber we talk about the 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 cookout response you at the cookout somebody says something about your wife at the cookout what are you going to do are you going to end the cookout or are you just going to like let's just walk out of here and go out and he basically was you know he he came back and was like he said my wife would be like no we're not handling this right now we're going to do right. this later and it's like okay cool he said but that was pretty much you know how you know we just know each other like that and that's how we do things so i said yeah it's just, he says, so it's, it's it's sort of like we can look at it and say what should have happened but in the midst of a large moment like that it's like i is what about to happen but you know i don't know what's about to happen here what's really going on how do we handle these situations then to go back and and do we expect celebrities are are human just like we are yes they know? are and they have and, and this also proves you know their emotions and everything else run just like ours would in situations like that you know it's it's we can look and say what we would have done but in that moment, honestly, on the other side of that, some people would probably would have said, you know what? Yeah, he went up and stood up for her and, you know, came back. And she probably was like, oh, my God, yeah, you did what I needed you to do at that time. And like I said, instant regret falls in like, OK, um, yeah, I did this. But this probably shouldn't have been the setting that we should have handled the same. We should have, we probably should have really looked at how we how we've done this. You know, all those other things that you start questioning as far as how we go about doing this part right here. And the one thing I will say about her and, and him, they they will stand beside each other. Absolutely, through thick and thin. And, you know, she supported him. And she's not going to, they, they're one of those couples that we handle things at home. I'm not going to call you out in public, but, uh, but when we get behind closed doors, we're going to have a conversation. And no, I wouldn't have expected her to say anything in that moment because she was on the high too. Yeah, that's my man. He protected me. Yeah, ain't nobody. We we done with this thing. Nobody. And then once the adrenaline sets down for her and the emotions get back to reality, maybe they did have a conversation. You know, we went too far. You went too far. I, I know you were trying to protect me. But like I said, he reacted and responded when he saw the look on her face. We don't know what type of conversations they have and how she may have been crying on his shoulders as far as her hair and losing her hair and how, you know, that may make her feel as a woman, you know, as, as, as men and as women, we have certain things that we feel like it makes us who we are, makes us men, makes us women. And I think we don't know if that, you know, Jada has worn rock shortcuts, but that was by choice. Mm-hmm. Now it was almost by force mm-hmm. that she had to cut her hair off. So that would affect me too, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at that point, when he saw the look on her face, he instantly got angry. Okay, so we're talking about the Will and the Jada side. Now that, but that mm-hmm. doesn't give him the right to go up on stage and slap a grown man who- Absolutely has- not. It took everything in Chris Rock's power not to respond and react. I know that he's hurt. He was embarrassed. You know, dealing with what emotions he's dealing with. And I think, Fee, you and I talked the other day and talked about how um, Chris Rock was bullied as a child. That may have brought up some, you know, some feelings and emotions for him. And Chris Rock is the ultimate comedian, the ultimate professional. But that first show he had, 
those people were asking him about it. He said that he was still processing it. He didn't make a joke about it. He didn't say anything. He, you know, he may have said other few words, but he was like, he was still processing it, which tells me this was really hurtful to him. And, you know, you don't have to guess about that. His brother said it was. Yeah, he was very hurt by that. He was hurt. He was embarrassed. Like, you know, he reacted. He may be dealing with, man, if I were you, I would have beat Will Taylor. I would have gone back. You know, I would have done this, that, and the third. He could have, he could have reacted numerous ways. But Chris Rock is the one that's being respected in this situation. What do you think, Dan? I usually tell the, the, uh, the clients, especially my male clients, it's like when we talk about triggers, we talk about, you know, what, what makes people do things. And I said, you know, honestly, you know your triggers, but no, no one else does. Right. So if someone else is triggering you to do something, then it's not intentional. It is pretty much in the, in the realm of this is everyday life. You have to manage yourself. You can't walk into a courtroom and say, well, you know what? They said this and this is my trigger and they should have known that. But if a person really doesn't know anything, it's up to you to manage yourself you're responsible for your behavior. So it's your fault. It's on you. And it comes back down to no one else is going to take that L but you. Correct. Right. So when you think about triggers, Jada was triggered, Will was triggered, and Chris Rock was triggered. At some point, all of them were triggered. To me as a grown woman, I mean, you know how many times I've wanted to slap somebody? I said it online the other day. People were in my inbox about my opinion. Help help me understand how you would, let's say Dana, mm-hmm. you're counseling a young man right now. Let's just say you are, mm-hmm. that may have the same situation, anger issues, you know, wanting to, you know, people trigger him and wanting to, um, you know, act out or lash out, not control his emotions, not count to three, not back away, not walk away, but the type of person that I'm, I'm going to handle what I'm going to handle it. Somebody in my face, I'm handling it. Now you're counseling him. If he sees that, how do you, how do you counsel him? How do you talk to him? What do you tell that person that just saw somebody on live TV do the same thing that he does not able to control his anger and literally gets on stage and slaps another grown man. What do you tell that, that young man? We, we go here. That's not you. We also talk about when we, when we do this and we have this, this session, we talk about life and death, mm-hmm. meaning your decisions you know, can come down to life or death because of where you are and, and what you're approaching. And I lay it out like that. I don't get cute with it. Because it goes to, let's look at pattern of behavior. If this hasn't worked out for you in the past, it's probably not going to work out for you in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have consequences. But the consequences somebody else may have is not going to be your consequences. And and I go to the young men that I talk to, especially in this area in Richmond, it's life or death. So life or death comes into that that conversation with that because I get real with it. Hey, you know what? Certain amount of money can pretty much still have you some comfort into what you need to do and not have consequences like that. But in a situation that a lot of our kids find us, especially here, and a lot of the ones I work with, we talk about like, you know, life or death comes into it. You talk about pretty much the consequences are harsher and real. Okay. Yes. All behaviors have consequences. And Will 
it's going to have a whole lot of consequences behind that behavior. Hopefully he'll have some regrets. Hopefully people can learn from this. Hopefully he will be vulnerable and open enough to really say what it is and get the help that he needs, which he did say that in the other statement that he was going to get the help that he needs. You know, and, and like I said, it was triggered from a lot of different things. He was absolutely wrong in that situation. And under no circumstances are we taught to put our hands on another person. No matter how, you know, angry we are, or upset we are, or hurt or sad, we have no right to put our hands on another person. That's the bottom line for whatever yeah. reason. And, and, and I go here because a lot of the men that I work with that come in, um, the pressure is, how do I protect my family? How do I, you know, be seen as head of household? How do I go about, you know, doing all of these things? And we talk about how, how that looks as far as roles and what it looks like. The new husbands and fathers that I work with, their biggest thing is, I now have to protect these people. And how do I go about doing that? What does that look like? And we start talking about sound decisions. We start talking about what's best for your family. And then also, you know, pretty much when you do things, what the consequences are. And we also talk about the cookout scenario or the family, the family reunion scenario. Someone's disrespecting your wife. How do you handle it? Because a lot of times I do get that with a lot of the husbands that I'm working with. They'll say, yeah, I have to separate so-and-so because my mom doesn't like, or my dad doesn't like this, you know, and we have to talk about that. And I don't want to go off on them, but I want to learn how to navigate those things. So we start talking about how you actually approach those things and what, a, what does protection look like? Protection doesn't look like I'm going to go beat somebody up because they said Yes, that. yes. But with a lot of the men in the Black community, protection looks like that because that's what they were taught. And you have to be mentally strong, too. And it's interesting that you brought up the word protection because that's what Will said. It was his, you know, God had told him he needed to protect these people. And that's the that's the, the route that he chose to take, which was not the right route, but that's what he knows. So until he learns a better way to protect, and, and men do have to be mentally strong because it, it would be hard to see someone disrespecting your wife or disrespecting someone and you not step in because then you're going to get from other dudes. Man, you're going to let him talk to your wife like that. Man, you're going to let him do like that. So it comes to that part too. It's, it's not also uh, me protecting them, but it's my ego, it's um, my pride and me, you know, being a man. And you know, if, if I allow this person to do it, then everybody's going to feel like they can do that. So I have a question either one of you can jump in. Sometimes we're at our snapping point, which is what we've been talking about. How do you suggest, give us some tips on how to handle ourselves when we're, when we're at that point, when we're at that moment where we just can't take it anymore? I think Dana and I would probably use the same thing, the stop, think, act thing. You know, you stop, stop, Everything that you're doing, you think about it and then you act. You don't act. Will acted, then thought about it. You know, so he had it wrong as far as how he reacted to somebody that, you know, you felt like did you wrong. But you do have to think and you have to process it. And it's part of that self-control. I also say that, too. You have to monitor yourself. You have to manage yourself and control yourself. You're the only person that can do that. 
Jada couldn't control Will. If Will wanted to go up there and do that, it would have been nothing that Jada could have done if he was in that angry state that that's what he was going to do. But I think just stop thinking and acting. It's just, it's real simple. It's easy, but it's hard at the same time to do if you haven't been yeah. taught any other way. Sharita, you said something. And of course, you know, I always talk about I do my research when I'm getting ready to do mm-hmm. the podcast. You said something that I've been looking at online. Before I did this, I went back and looked again. You said when he's angry, when a person is angry, when she, she probably couldn't have done anything. Well, I looked at when he went on stage, his, you know, how he sauntered on stage. I looked at um, how he came off of the stage. Will only had the appearance of being an angry man when he sat back in his chair and said, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Because when he turned around and came off the stage, he did not look like an angry man. He had like a smirkish kind of like smile on his face that was like, I did that or, you know, whatever. That was bravado. Exactly. So it wasn't anger. Yeah. It didn't appear it's, to be it's... anger. Mm. So I'm, 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 I, I need y'all to go back. So you think he slapped him and then got to the chair and got angry? No, I, just, I don't know. I know a lot of people think because he crap. was... Let me say this. I don't know yeah. what happened because I've been going back and looking at, I'm the type of person that I look at people's facial expressions and how they act because in the chair, let's go through the steps in the chair. He was laughing at the joke. Then he looked over at his wife, saw she was upset. They didn't show us how he looked after that, but he jumped out the chair walked up, slapped him, turned around. They showed his face. He had this kind of like, yeah, I did that look on his face. Then he sat back down in the chair and he started cursing. That's why people thought it was fake because of how he looked. That's what everybody was saying. They, they, you know, even, you know, Lupita sitting behind him she had she just had a regular look on her face until he started cursing. They all thought it was a part of the show. You know, so right. that anger. How did how, y'all help me with this? Because I'm not a counselor. I don't understand it. And I'm just looking at it from my point of view. How do you go from laughing, like literally laughing out loud at the joke, to keep my wife's name out your effing mouth? And real easy. And anger. That's that's a real that's a real easy transition. Yeah, it is. And and if you when when we do the work here, I can tell you now. And it actually, just the other day, my my coworkers commented. They were like, "You keep the same the same facial expression." I say, "Yeah." There's a like, why you know they said we can't tell. Sometimes we can't tell what your what your what's going on with you because your facial expression rarely changes. I, I do that at work unbeknowing and I, I i i it's not the first time i've heard it but i do it in a long time ago i didn't really know it i could be upset and mo- most people will have a hard time really trying to read that facial expression so when we're looking for the angry face a lot of times with some people you won't see it i go with the action if the action says this 
then I go, we talk about that. And then the emotion behind it, reading the facial expression won't really get there. And there are some people who will laugh in the midst of being, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, I love it sometimes when we talk about who and what, but some people will laugh when they're angry. Some people will, you know, there won't be any emotion. It'll just be there. They just turn into this nice, calm eye of the storm. And then the explosion happens and, and it kind of goes from there. So you, you make a, you, you bring up a good point as far as people say, well, he didn't look angry. I was like, well, you know what? The action said different. Mm-hmm. Right. And I read a, um, a body language specialist who pretty much said the same thing that people are talking about his smirk. It had nothing to do with his actions changing or him being angry because he smirked. Okay. And I'll say this, when I work with some of the men that I work with, they were like, I'm expected to have this calm demeanor, blah, blah, blah. Most of them will go out and say, I don't like getting angry because I don't, I can't control that. It's things happen. Mm-hmm. And then come, you know, coming back to it where most of the time, you know, it's like, what does anger look like for you? And that's a question I usually ask with people. Anger looks like, anger looks different in each of us, but we're not, you're not going to see the you know, screaming, yelling. You're going to see a different response is how it looks. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can honestly say, totally understand what you're saying, because I try not to get angry because I know my anger when I, when I am angry, when you get me to that point, it's kind of hard for me to come back and it's hard for people to bring me back, you know? So I try to make sure that I understand my triggers, who triggers me. Cause some people, some people can trigger you just in general. They don't have to say a word. So I try to make sure I understand my triggers. And that, and that took me a minute. I, I try to make sure that if a person I know loves to trigger me, I, I'm not going to be around that person. And then if, if I know I can't help it, I'm just not going to let that person bother me. I'm probably going to remove myself from, from their presence. Like we were saying where I kind of interrupted you guys, what would you tell me? Now, you know that I'm a person that once I get angry, that point of return is 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 um is kind of hard to get to. What 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 kind of tips would you guys give me to to be able to calm myself down if, if there's nobody there? It's it's gonna be first of all, how do you go from six six speed six gear to to first? The journey you take with that. For for me, I would tell you let's start with grounding first. So if you know you're angry, you know you're getting there grounding and really just start looking at how do you how you start to really roll yourself back there's a couple different things I use especially uh with I like to be present so I start to use that it'll be either you know hey you know what hands flat on my desk my desk first surface feels a certain way my breathing so my breathing not just in and out but actually time breathing because you have to focus on that and then to really start to look at I'm, I'm angry. Why am I angry? What's really going on here? How did I allow um, myself to get to this point? If I decide to react, what is this going to look like? So all of the things that start to really click within, well, you know, all the, all the stuff, the grounding, the breathing, and also the starting to take yourself back helps with not focusing on anger, but focusing on your body and how you're actually dealing with that. Right. So rolling that back and, and, and bring yourself down. And, and it, it sounds complicated, but it's actually not. 
it's, it's not, but it does take some work. It does take some practice. Okay. And I think Will does have a lot of processing to do. And I think you, I think you talked about the red table talk. The red table talk is not the place for him to process this in a room with a licensed psychologist or licensed therapist is the way for him to process this and unpack this. Because I want to know, what were you thinking prior to that? What triggered you? What were you thinking afterwards? You know, because when you're heightened, you're on a, you're high, the adrenaline is going. And I would say the smirk could have also been anxiety, nervousness, and nervous energy for him. You know, my son, when he's angry, sometimes he'll laugh it off or whatever, just processing. He just wants to really sit down and process his thoughts with him where he is is this relationship healthy for him what does he need to do to work on himself so he won't respond that way we all know the celebrities are always under scrutiny but will smith has been like the golden boy not a lot of drama or issues about him but recently he's staying in the headlines because of something that his wife has done or something that she said i totally understand what you're saying and i agree with um both of you guys' opinions One of the things that I heard this week, which was funny to me, is that what a counselor that's well known, I can't remember his name, when he says something about, is this really about Will and Jada? Because people are responding in how they feel about it and are getting really touchy about it. Like, almost wanting to fight each other, but you don't know these people. I had somebody to literally lay me out in my messenger about how I felt. And I had to tell them, listen, we agree to disagree. I have the right to my opinion. And that's just it. Leave me alone. People are seriously feeling some kind of way. And he said, that's because they saw something in themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Wait. Yeah. So guys, then that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this, you know, inspire her is about inspiring women, the total woman. And we have men that listen to this too. So I, you know, I want to inspire women. I want to help them understand, you know, how to handle these situations on both the male side and the female side. So we're going to switch to Jada's side. Now, like I said, I was doing my research. So of course I went back and listened to some of her conversation, because if you listen to Red Table Talk, which is another podcast, they really give you a lot of their life story. They really let you into their life. Mm-hmm. And um, she was on there with her daughter and her mom. And she said, I never wanted this life. Will want mm. life. I never wanted it. She said when she was, um, when she was on um, A Different World, she um, went and purchased herself a farmhouse in Maryland and she wanted to do the acting, but she just wanted to be able to go back to her regular world after she finished acting. And Will called her one day and said, you know, asked her, as a matter of fact, and this is just a tidbit, just a little FYI, Will wanted to meet Jada prior to his first wife. He went to an event to meet Jada saw his first wife, I think her name was Sheree, decided he wanted to see who she was and married her. And then afterwards, he um, found out that um, Jada was still single and called Jada. She said, this is exactly how it happened. 
called Jada and said, hey, who you with? And she said, no, I'm not dating anybody. And he said, you're with me now. And she said, okay. And then she said her life just turned into a whirlwind of Will's life. And based on Will being a child of domestic abuse, he wanted to have, create a family that was furthest from there. So he wanted this textbook family and she just never felt like she fit in. So mm-hmm. from that aspect of, and we all know about you know her love for Tupac and comparing Tupac and Will. Um, so from that aspect, from the woman's point of view, from Jada's point of view, which nobody is really taking now, you know, there she's the bad person in the situation and all of this. So from her point of view, from a person who never really wanted the limelight, who never really wanted to be in Hollywood, and it's all been kind of forced upon her by the life that Will wanted to have. You know, what do you tell that woman who feels like, and after doing all this research, I can see you know, how they broke up and how August Alcino was able to become a part of the picture. But what do you tell a woman that feels like, I, I, I don't have a life? Will even said, told his daughter that your mama cried for 45 days straight before they broke up, woke up every morning crying. What do you tell a woman that's in that situation? I mean, if you strip the fame, the fortune, and all of that. They're just two regular people. A lot of times women do give up their careers and they do things because that's what their husbands want to do. A lot of times we women live in their husband's shadows. He may be this big CEO or, you know, lawyer, doctor, whatever. And sometimes she's okay with playing that role. Jada is not. And I think he caught Jada when she was probably in a pivotal time in her life. And so for me, whether we like it or not, Jada is finally living in her truth. We as the outside, oh, she's doing this to Will. She's punking Will. She, you know, she's making Will look bad. When you think about it, she's living her truth. She's finally able to live her truth and say what she's been feeling and what she's been going through. And she's not afraid to do it. And she's doing it unapologetically. And, And that's what we're getting. So for a woman, I would just tell her to live your truth. She had choices. She had options. Jada had money. She had a little bit of fame. So I think she kind of did it for love. She did it, you know, won her family as well, because I think she grew up in a single parent household as well. And maybe she wanted to give that to their, their children, which they had children really early in their marriage. But live your truth. Do what makes you happy. And I think that Red Table Talk makes her happy. And she's able to say and do the things that she wants to do. They've been able to transition, like they say, from a marriage to a life partnership. So maybe now she feels like she has more freedom to express who she is and what she wants and what she wants to do and and those kind of things. So again, I would just tell a woman to live her truth, find out who you are. And to be honest, a lot of times, we don't even know who we are, especially women, until we weigh in our 30s and, you know, damn near 40. That's when we really figure out who we are because we do get caught up and wrapped up into what other people want us to be and what other people want us to do. Just live your truth. I agree completely. And for that, when I look at couples, and especially married couples, who we find out that one person, when, when you say, oh, that's so-and-so's wife. It's like, no, that's her. She has a name. You know, so 
you you find out how do you get that separation? A, someone has interests, someone has ability, someone has you know everything else. So how do you have, you know what do you want to do? So yeah, definitely people who were so enmeshed and it, it was more so one one ego or one entity overshadowing the other person, and a person could feel lost in that marriage. So I'm agreeing with Sharita. She probably you know found that hey, you know I was lost under this person's shadow. Yeah. Because when you look at this, you look, hey, that was just Will. It, oh, that's Will. Oh, yeah, Jada's married to Will. And it basically not really a separation as far as on her own. And to look at like, okay, cool. Now she has her own voice. She has her own power. She's saying what she wants to say. I think people say, oh, she's making him look bad. I think she is. She's speaking her freedom. She's she's free to speak and speaking her truth. You know, with other with with other people, we've seen that. It's like there's no stipulations on that. So why is this? Why is there a stipulation on this? If her, you know, she's being able to go out and do what she wants to do, does it reflect on him? If we're making it reflect on him, yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's it's being seen as that. But on the other part, she is she is becoming a she is a free, totally complete, separate entity from him. Right. And Jada has always been the wild child. You know, you think about mm-hmm. young Jada, you, some of the roles that she took. She's always been that free spirit. That that. You know, she's just being herself. And like you said, she got lost in her husband's fame. She did. And you think you compare her career to his. Who knows if Jada was getting any, you know, roles coming to her and a few roles that she had that was memorable, you know, like the girls trip. Mm -hmm. And I think she was in the Matrix and, you know, a couple of other show movies that she was in. But none of them have been big, huge box office hits like Will has been in. And I think, but she's still being who she is, but she raised the kids. And you can just tell how they raise their kids. People complain about and talk about how they raise their kids, how they allow their kids to do. That's a reflection of them. And Will, I guess he gave up that control when she left. So he had to rethink how he operated in his marriage. So I need to allow her to be who she is and not think about this fairy tale because I can't think that he would be 100% in agreement with all of the things that they allow to happen. I remember it was some scandal that Willow had some older man in the bedroom and taking pictures and all the stuff that Jaden has been into. So they allow their kids to be that way. And I think a lot of that is Jada's influence because that's who she is. And who knows if she was living vicariously through her children at some point. Well, she says that her kids are the best thing that ever happened to her. Her kids are her joy. She puts a lot on her kids. Right. Yeah. And, and even with even with that, I'm 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 not I'm not shocked by a lot of things. It, it, I could I could tell you and Sharif can tell you too, over the last how many years I've been uh, I've been doing this therapist thing, I have had to sit back and open my mind and really and really say that a life for most people is much different when you close that door. And I have to immediately, I'm pretty sure Sharita can tell you too, say it to yourself, don't be judgmental. Don't be judgmental. Right, don't you have to. And bring it back. And then and then, and then, then looking at uh, Will and Jada and saying, hey, okay, I see how things work for you. If, yeah. And then I'll, I'll go back to this because we're talking about response and other responses, you know, and being in the barbershop really was, it, it was an interesting conversation because I will say the same thing, uh, uh, Felicia, um, my I, my inbox. Once I received a threat in my inbox, I and I made I made an innocent comment. It didn't even take size. I just made an innocent comment, 
once I received a threat in my inbox, I shut it down because I take it seriously because as you know, when you're a therapist, your information is out there. So when you're working, when you, you know, people, you can find me. It's not a real, it's not mm-hmm. a real big deal. So but the barbershop um, conversation came down to this. It says, so let's you know, put yourselves in that situation there when someone says that you look back at your wife and you know that you didn't stand up for your wife. When you get home, your wife is going to mess you up. <laughs> so you got to deal with that. So it, and so, you know, and they, and they say, you know what, a lot of times, it, and, and it's, it is, in reality, it's a lot of them, a lot of the guys in the shop were like, you know what, I got into, I got into trouble because my wife was like, you're going to let him talk to me like that? Mm-hmm. And, and then he said, so I had to get up and deal with it. And he was like, you know what, I don't want to do this. But it came down to now I have to deal with it because I have to go in there and be in this protector mode. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at my wife. And I'm looking at like, okay, people are looking at me and saying like, okay, you're just going to let him say that. And what are you going to do? And then kind of look at how you respond. And he could have um, been just, and she, he could have just been like, all right, all right, Chris, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Right. Why was his response over the top? And that just goes back mm-hmm. to everything that was built up, being impulsive and, and feeling like, you know, they just extra. He's, he was just really extra because he could have, I, 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 Chris, you're doing too much, man. Don't make me come up there. But he could have said, been- and he, he could, I mean, if he was that angry, he could have went as far as to say what he said, the MFing and all that. He could have said that mm-hmm. from his seat. Mm-hmm. Didn't he did not have mm-hmm. to walk up on that stage. Now, listen, we, we talked about Jada. We've talked about mm-hmm. Will. Let's talk about Chris, because Chris was bullied, you know, when he was growing up. They talked about that as yeah. well. When I looked at his facial expression, when Will slapped him, he did come back and I commend him for his response, because I don't know if I'd have had that same response. You slapped me like that. He had his, you could see he had his little fist balled up, but his facial expression was like confused. Like he was literally confused about what was going on. He kept it. He was hurt. You could see Mm -hmm. in his face. Mm -hmm. Well, what just happened? What what just happened? Yeah. No one expects to show up at work and and get beat up. You're right. Right. You know, you, you don't expect those things. I go to work, I expect to come in here for some BS, but. I don't expect to, to go in there and be assaulted. And, Correct. you know, and then, and then, and then on the other side of that, yeah, I think, yeah, confusion sits in because it's like, what? Okay. Right. Right. It's just like, I, I felt, I felt bad for him because, you know, I don't know if him and Will were still friends because I know it was some, some riff about what he said about Will and Jada back in 2016. I feel I feel bad for him and even in the comment that he made in his comedy show like I'm still processing it it's like yeah I still don't know you know I still don't know and his brother spoke up for him in an interview even though he was making one word answers people assumed that Chris had made this apology which it was fake it was going all over the media it was fake and Tony Rock said no he hasn't made an apology and no Will has not called him and um they asked him, you know, what did he think about it? And he said, based on what he knew about Will and Chris, that that was messed up. And he left it at that. You know, it felt like at a certain point, everybody was patting Chris on the back for being a stand-up dude. But 
his emotional state at that time man absolutely and i you know i think i told you what what does he say what does his wife say to him when he gets home he needs support you know because he it's about his pride too you know he he had to sit there and allow somebody to slap him you know he could have chose differently he could have chosen a different response i think had will come up and done something else he would have been ready but he was totally thrown off guard to me he looked hurt he looked confused he looked sad he looked angry he had all of those different emotions embarrassed all of those things you can't do anything but applaud him we can it's not even about whether he knew about her hair loss or not i mean i don't even think that at the end of the day the grand scheme of things is just not that important because even if he did know him, he would have said it. Either way, it was inappropriate, you know. I didn't say they didn't know. I ain't know. And I used to watch Red Table Talk. I didn't, because I didn't pay attention at that time. I didn't know. But either way, the Will's reaction was led from whatever he had built up in him to protect or not continue to have his family and his wife be humiliated and embarrassed by people and you know, he was just completely wrong for putting his hands on him. And Chris was a class act. And I hope that he is continuing the process, like he said, so he can figure out how he reacts. Um, I hope at this point that Will has called him and they've spoken about it, at least made an attempt to. If you slap me, I might not want to talk to you for a minute. We don't know Chris's personal personality and how, you know, if he will be even receptive. But I hope that Will at least took the opportunity to reach out to him, whether he responded or not. And we just have to continue to pray for Chris and, you know, pray for his family and and hope that he's understanding and that this won't about him, you know, and not feel guilty for what he may have said because he didn't know. I will say that it takes a whole lot not to respond after being hit. Say that again. from a man's from a man and especially from a man's standpoint and i will say back down to this as far as ego is concerned it takes a whole lot you know it takes a whole lot to really just kind of just just sit back and not allow yourself to respond the way some you know you, you see that happening and then responding to that and then on the other side you know of people saying oh i would have fought him or i would have did this and i was like you know what honestly I can't, you say you would have done that in that situation if that was you. But let's talk about, you going back to say, people are looking at this and and responding to this as seeing themselves and seeing how they would have responded to that. Like, I would have responded this way. And I was like, you know what? Let's talk about why you would have responded to that. And they have a hard time really articulating because it comes back down to like, am I that person? Are you that person? So that may be something you need to unpack if you're that person. If If you would have responded that way, might need to unpack some things. Right. I totally agree. Friends out there listening to us, the reason why we, Red and I, decided that we wanted to do this episode was because of the mere fact that people are all talking about the slap, the slap, the slap. Okay, he slapped him. I get it. But what's behind that? What was he dealing with mentally that made him look over at his wife, see her expression, and get up on that stage and slap a man that may or may not have should have said what he said but totally didn't deserve it and then the feelings that that man had after he was slapped and then you know everybody in the audience because 
they panned around at one point and there was sheer look of amazement. Some people looked like they were about to cry. Some people looked like fear. Some people were laughing, you know, it was just, it was just like, wow, so much so that they had to cut the, um, the audio for a minute. But we felt the need to do that simply because with Inspire Her, the total woman, we look at the total woman and we look at your mental state as well. Um, so if anything that we can do or say on this podcast that can help someone understand a situation and be able to react a little bit better, that's why we have our two LPCs on here to help us learn how to act a little bit better. And maybe women help our husbands, you know, grab their hand and say, nah, baby, nope, nope, nope. We're not doing this right now. We're we, we going to talk about this. You know, let's, let's think about it. If we can help them or they can help us or, you know, even help our girlfriends. Because I know I would love, I, I, I'm probably um, one of, I'm probably one of the hot tempered ones in my group. And then Sharita can grab my hand and say, um, fee, we not do this <laughs> or know how to do that. Um, we, we can help each other in this society where I hate to say it, our black men and, and black women are always looked at as the person that's going to do that. That's going to have the attitude and that's going to start a fight or, or get upset, you know, be aggressive. Mm. So, if we can help out in any way, I think this episode, they've given us some advice and I'm going to ask them as we, as we um, say goodbye, give us one tip to take us out. I think a lot of us are walking around with a lot of unresolved grief and traumas and it comes out. My thing is, if you need help, get help. Because sometimes, like Dana said, you may be in a situation where it's a life or death. That had this been on the streets, Will may not be able to apologize because he may not be here. So I think just if you need help, get help. Right. Dana? I, I agree. If you need help, get help, especially for men. Really look at, you know, there are other emotions other than anger and to tap into those emotions there. I, I say look at the bigger picture in your life. Who do you want to be and do you want to be this person? And then make a decision from there. Because yeah, it, it, it goes into who you present to yourself and how that looks as far as when other people see you. I agree. Who you want, who you want people to see, you know? All right, ladies, gentlemen, we have uh, come to the end of this podcast. We want you to tell us how we can get in touch with you. I know you guys are in Richmond, but you also do virtual work, right? Yes. Okay. So each one of you, tell us how we can get in contact with you. If, if we, ha if our listeners need that kind of help that you offer, how do, how do they get in contact with you? Sure. I can be, my office can be reached at 804-479-3113, or I can be reached by email at 3counselingservice100 at yahoo.com. That's T-H-R-E-A-T-T, -T, counseling services 100 at yahoo.com. And I am at Better Day, Better You, Counseling and Consulting, cc.com and 757-470-7699. Okay. I am so very proud that you guys are really helping people to live their lives to the best of their ability. So I, I want to say kudos to you guys. I truly appreciate you guys coming on 
our podcast and and I was interviewing Red today. So she's a guest today. And thank you, Dana. No problem. Thank you. Honored to be here. All right, guys. I am going to sign out and friends and inspire her. The total Thanks, Dana. We are going to say peace and blessings. We are here to inspire her. The total woman. Yay.